Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Anyway, I'm going to show you the item, and then I'm going to tell you a lot of stories uh, today that will lead us to this item. Uh, this is a custom whiskey bottle for Yamato uh, Japanese whiskey. This is a, when I got it a few months ago, it was filled with whiskey. You untwist the, actually you don't untwist his head. There's a, a spot back here, uh, on his back with a, uh, like a cork seal. And, uh, you can see the tape there and you, you break that. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit unwieldy to hold. You have to kind of find the right the right place for your hand to go, especially if you're pouring or something, because it's not a, uh, it's not a great shape, uh, for holding and pouring, especially when it was, was full of liquid. And now, like I said, it's uh, empty. Uh, if you hold it up to the light, you can barely see through it. So it is, uh, this glass, like I said, uh, you know, it's hard to tell actually if I could see through it or if it's a light reflecting off of it. I feel like you can almost see through it. Like it's a very, 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 very dark red color. Uh, but this is a uh, Yamato, I'm going to say limited edition, even though, uh, I mean, it's available online and in some, some liquor stores. Uh, Ninja brand whiskey bottle. So, how did I come to own Clunk? this particular uh, ninja bottle. Well, it all starts back in the late 1980s, <laughs> as all good stories do. Um, my junior year of high school, I uh, got my driver's license. I got my driver's license three days before school started. I, I had, uh, in, in my grade, uh, back, back when I was going to school, uh, the cutoff for the grade was, um, September 1st. So if your birthday was after September 1st, you went to the next, uh, uh, grade below. And my birthday is August 22nd. So I was, uh, your birthday could only be, there was a nine day window where you could be younger than me, but that's it. So I was basically every year I was the youngest person in my grade. Uh, and I remember, Back then, they, they keep bumping it up. But when I was a kid, when I was in high school, the first day of school, my junior year, was August 25th. I remember that specifically. And my birthday is August 22nd. So I turned 16 for my junior year. I turned 16 three days before school started. So I had three days to get my driver's license because when you're a junior, everybody wanted to drive their car to school. So... um uh, I got my license and, uh, I had a car, I had a 19, uh, a late seventies Mustang. It was the first model of Mustang that looked like the eighties Mustang. They call them a Fox body. Um, and it was a hatchback, uh, and it had the 5.0, the V8 engine. 
So, uh, my friends, uh, my buddy Jeff, who I've mentioned a million times, my buddy Andy, who I mentioned a million times, uh, my buddy Scott, we all had cars and all of us had, um, older cars. I went to, uh, I think we were all probably, um, lower middle class. Uh, Jeff might've been middle, middle class, but, but most of us were lower middle class. All our dads were blue collar dads that worked at factories or, you know, uh, just had regular jobs. Most of us had stay at home moms. Uh, I I think, uh, my group, all of us had stay at home moms. And so a lot of, uh, my, my school was probably upper, the average was like upper middle class. So a lot of the cars in our parking lot were new cars. I mean, this would be 89 and there were a lot of kids that had 89, like 88, 89 cars. And my car was 79. Uh, and Jeff had a 1980 Z28. Um, Andy had a 1978 uh, Z28. And then later he got a, a 280 ZX. So we, we had all the, you know, 10 year old muscle cars was, was our part of the parking lot. Scott had a 64, uh, Chevy it was not an Impala. It was a, uh, I don't remember, but it was a, a Chevy, like a, you know, not a Nova, but it was like a race car kind of looking thing, you know? Um, so my high school had a open, uh, policy for lunch. Uh, we had an open campus. Uh, my high school did not have a cafeteria. So if you didn't have a car, you had to walk next door to the middle school and go sit in the cafeteria with middle school kids and eat lunch, which nobody wanted to do. Or you could leave campus for an hour. They gave us uh, just under an hour for lunch. Uh, so as you can imagine, uh, I graduated with 360 people in my class. So after third hour, the bell would ring, everybody would run to their cars. And then it was like, uh, you know, like, I don't know what they call it. Like a, 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 a stopped, not a rolling start, but like a, a regular start at a, at a giant race where 300 and something people all ran to their cars, jumped to their cars and took off all over my small town to try to be the first person, uh, to get to a restaurant. So you wouldn't get stuck in a line behind everybody else. Now the problem, uh, this is before cell phones. So Scott was in a class, Jeff was in a class, Andy was in a class and I was in a class. We were in four separate classes and we didn't want to come together and coordinate where we were going to go to lunch because that would take time. We would all have to find each other and then go to our cars and then go and then you know, everybody would beat us to the good places to go. <coughs> so the way that we got around this was we all bought CBs. We all got CBs for our cars. Now CBs were not popular in the late eighties. And that was a fad of the mid to late seventies. Uh, so, I mean, I think we went to, we got like I got a CB for 50 cents at a garage sale or a dollar or something, you know, and I put a CB actually, I went to, um, I got a radio shack handheld CB. It was just like a, a, a portable CD, uh, CB, uh, that looked like a walkie talkie, but it was a, an actual CB, but Jeff had one in his car and Scott had one as his car and, and Andy had one. So the idea was, uh, after third hour ended, we would all run to our car 
and we had a channel that we would all use, uh, and we would say, you know, Breaker, I'm going to the Taco Bell. <laughs> and then everybody would go, Roger, Taco Bell. <laughs> and so even though we didn't talk in person, we all knew that we were all going to Taco Bell for lunch. So that was kind of how, how this started. It was our little car club, but not really a car club. It was our little group of friends, me, Jeff, Andy, and Scott. Uh, and all of us had CBs. <clears throat> so one day, as the story goes, uh, I was, and this is me telling the story. Somebody else might have a different uh, version of the story, but this is the way I remember it was I was at Scott's house and we were drawing, like doing these little drawings on paper, just doodling and stuff. And I drew this picture of like a skull and crossbones. So I had a skull and it had one of the cross things was a crossbone and the other one was a sword. And I came up with this name, the nasty pirates. Now, I think I was probably thinking of like a computer hacking or cracking group, like the Nasty Pirates, you know, uh, and then a tie-in to, to pirates, you know, the Skull and Crossbones, piracy and pirates. Um, but then I kind of decided, or we decided, somebody decided that this would be a good name for our little group, our group of, of our friends who like to go to lunch together and do this, that we would we would become the nasty pirates. And so our little car group of four dudes with a CB, we dubbed ourselves, uh, the nasty pirates. So then when we would get in a car for lunch, we'd be like nasty pirates <laughs> head to Taco Bell, nasty pirates. We're going to Ken's pizza. So we became the nasty pirates. Now, uh, you could fast forward a long time, but that, I mean, that's the origin story of the nasty pirates. Now, um, maybe 20 years after high school, that maybe not even 20 years, 10 years, 15 years after high school. Uh, I mean, all of us, all the, all the nasty pirates all have certain things in common. We all grew up with computers. We all uh, grew up, you know, liking muscle cars, uh, we all listened to the same music. We all listened to heavy metal music. So there were just a lot of things we had in common. And one of the things we had in common was that we all liked uh, the same kind of movies. Now, I think I, uh, Scott is probably, uh, it was, Scott has uh, two master's degrees in art. And so I think he's probably the most uh, technical when it comes to films and, and, um, you know, he's probably, he would be the most likely of the four of us to watch a film, uh, that was in French and, <laughs> and explain the importance of scenes and structure and balance and things like that, you know? Um, but Jeff and Andy both like schlocky, uh, horror movies and, um, and Kung Fu movies and things like that. And I do too, but, uh, I have invested time in not just watching, you know, stuff that was in the, the theaters, but like digging down and <laughs> finding, you know, the, the stuff that has sunk to the bottom, uh, of, uh, of the ocean. You know, I've always been a fan of, of B movies and, and, um, bad horror movies and, and badly translated and dubbed chop movies, you know, those types of, uh, 
uh, kung fu films that have a, a strange plot that's hard to follow and you just kind of watch as it goes from fight to fight so um so through my preference of film those guys have been exposed to that and so at some point uh <coughs> a few houses ago when i had a, a, a my first dedicated man cave and i had a movie screen and a projector and stuff uh, I started inviting those four guys, well, those three guys plus me, and then there was a, um, a fifth guy uh, who kind of ran in that same circle. He wasn't really part of the Nasty Pirate crew at that time, but but uh, uh, he hung out, <clears throat> you know, kind of became one of the, a, a group of five guys that hung out. And so uh, we started having Nasty Pirate Night. So I invited everybody over. And, uh, I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have snacks and, and we're going to play video games and we're going to watch a movie and we're going to, you know, and, and so we kind of rotated around people's houses and, uh, we did different things. Uh, we went to Scott's house one night. We played like horror, uh, some board game, uh, like a trivia, uh, board game. Uh, you know, so we've done different stuff, but over time, uh, Nasty Pirates has evolved into basically a movie night. That, that's kind of just get together with everybody, hang out, watch a movie or two movies. Um, we're kind of down to one movie now just because um, uh, people don't like to stay up till two in the morning anymore. Um, everybody's got kids and families and jobs and stuff like that. So usually, so one movie is enough to, to get the point across. Um, but So that has kind of evolved into uh, Nasty Pirate Night. Um, I want to tell a little side, side tangent thing. Uh, my favorite ninja trilogy or ninja movies of all time is the classic Canon, uh, uh, ninja trilogy, which is enter the ninja revenge of the ninja and ninja three, the domination, uh, enter the ninja is not my favorite, but uh, you know, that was the first one. Revenge of the Ninja is, uh, a great, as far as B movies go, a great ninja movie. And then Ninja three, the domination is so just off the walls, cuckoo nuts. Um, but it's also so, so great. And I love, like, I like when some, it's not like I go like, not like I'm saying like plan nine from outer space, which is everybody's go to. If you say like, what's the worst B movie? And I can say I love that movie, but I love it because it's, uh, I, I love it ironically, if that makes sense. Like, I love it, uh, even though when the guys are supposed to be the pilot, air, airplane pilot is supposed to be in an airplane, he's just holding a, uh, a steering wheel, and behind him is just a giant shower curtain, and then they've hung a clock, and that's supposed to represent the inside of an airplane cockpit, you go, okay. <coughs> so... Um, so you can love that movie, but also, you know, it's not a great movie, right? Uh, but Ninja three, the domination, I love that movie. Non ironically. I enjoy it so much. Um, and so recently, uh, we, we've gone full circle because when I was a kid, when I was younger, I had all those movies that I had taped off of HBO or, or off of cable. And then I, uh, had, original VHS copies of all three of those movies, which I unfortunately got rid of. It's very unlike me, but I thought I'll never watch VHS movies again because all those movies got released on DVD. And, uh, the, the last two movies, 
Revenge of the Ninja and Ninja 3 The Domination got released on Blu-ray with commentary tracks and the whole thing. And it's so great. And, and I love them so much. And and it's great to watch those in uh, you know high definition in the movie room with actual surround sound, <laughs> remixed audio tracks and all that stuff. It, it, it's fantastic. But uh, what I recently found, I found a... a uh, a torrent website. I, I've been on there for years, but uh, a website and they specialize in uh, basically like VHS rips of movies. And they had VHS rips of all three of those movies. And so I downloaded those. And so even though you're watching them on a computer, you're watching them on a 4k television, they are the quality of the old VHS tapes. They look grainy. They don't look great. They don't sound great. And there's something about it that is very, uh, nostalgic to me. Now, <clears throat> is that the preferred way to watch them? Not really. Uh, and would I trade all my, you know, DVDs or Blu-rays for, to go back to VHS tapes? Probably not. Like there's a reason we got away from that. Right. Um, but in general, uh, it, it's just a fun little, uh, romp to go back and watch these movies again on, on VHS. I've really enjoyed it. I watched, I've uh, watched a lot of movies over the past week while I've just been laying on the couch or laying in a lounge chair or sitting in this chair. And uh, I, I watched uh, Revenge of the Ninja and Ninja 3, The Domination, uh, the VHS rips, and they're just so much fun to go back and, and revisit. So anyway, back to the Nasty Pirates. So <clears throat> um, especially since moving to this house... And now I have a dedicated movie room, uh, which is separate from my house. And I can invite the nasty pirates over and we can sit out and we can drink and we can watch movies and heckle the screen and be loud and have as much fun as we want to have and be as loud as we want to have. And nobody can hear us. Um, We're not bothering anybody. We can stay out there till two in the morning and yell and scream and laugh and have a good time. And nobody can hear us. It's, it's, Absolutely wonderful. It's all I ever wanted in life. <laughs> it's it's great. And uh, so what has happened, what Nasty Pirates uh, Night has kind of evolved into, is I will send out uh, an invitation once a month to the Nasty Pirates. So we've been doing this on a monthly basis for a few years now. I send out an invitation and I trick them into thinking that I'm going to show them a great movie. Uh, for example, earlier this year, I sent out a thing and I said, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I started talking about how great Steven Spielberg was. And then I started talking about um, dinosaur movies. And so I laid this hint that I was going to show everybody Jurassic Park in the theater. Now, my friends know that I'm not going to show Jurassic Park, but that's that's kind of the joke. And then they come over and I go, oh, uh, by the way, we're not watching. uh," And I I do a whole bit. I get up in front of the room. Uh, I've got everybody's in the movie chairs. And I do a whole thing where I introduce the movie. I talk about, uh, you know, some of the stars or how it got made or whatever. And this is not a long thing. This is five minutes or less. Uh, But I do that. And so then I showed everybody. Velocipastor, <laughs> which is about uh, a pastor who gets scratched by a uh, 
fossilized raptor claw, and the pastor starts, it's like a werewolf, he begins turning into a uh, velociraptor at night and roaming the streets of bad guys. <laughs> and at the end, uh, he teams up with a, uh, she is called a hooker with a heart of gold that becomes his partner. And, uh, the Velocipastor at the end takes on a drug clan of ninjas <laughs> who are living in the woods just outside of New York city. So, <laughs> um, and so those are the movies that I show them. Uh, I will send them, uh, an email. I sent an email talking about how this was going to be the 40th anniversary of Jaws, and then everyone came over and I showed um, uh, Ghost Shark, which is a movie about a shark. Uh, maybe it was a Ouija, uh, might have been a Ouija shark. There was two or three that we, we watched. But um, uh, the one we watched was about a shark who, <clears throat> his ghost, uh, after using a Ouija board, they bring back the ghost of Jaws uh, who can possess any uh, body of water. And then the ghost comes out and gets people. So it starts off in the ocean, but he quickly moves, uh, to swimming pools. So the ghost of jaws comes out and gets people in a swimming pool. And towards the end, he, he gets one of the main characters by coming out of a glass of water. He's drinking. <laughs> it's the stupidest movie. Um, at one point the, uh, everybody's running for their lives because it starts raining and there are puddles on the ground and you start to see <laughs> ghost sharks, uh, image in the puddles on the ground. Uh, so that's kind of the idea, um, but, uh, nasty pirate night has evolved yet again, because, um, when we did, uh, when I showed Velocipastor, Scott brought these candy, uh, raptor claw treats. They're like Jolly Ranchers, but they're shaped like, um, dinosaur claws. And, um, uh, someone else brought, uh, like some sort of old style Jurassic, uh, treat or whatever. And so, uh, on the night that I showed a uh, hard ticket to Hawaii, which is a, uh, classic B movie, we had, uh, pizza with pineapple and we had Hawaiian treats and, and things like that. So, uh, what has happened now is that the the items of food, because it's kind of a potluck, people bring food or, or alcohol or something, and everybody everybody brings something, and it's a uh, uh, you know everybody pitches in. And so what has happened is that the treats and the and the drinks and things like that have now taken on the theme of whatever I tell people uh, the movie is going to be right. So. Uh, not too long ago, I sent everybody, um, a message and said we were going to watch a, uh, a bad, uh, ninja movie, more or less. I, we ended up watching a cyber ninja <laughs> or robo ninja. Maybe, well, I don't know. A couple, we watched a couple of movies that night. Uh, and for <clears throat> ninja night, Jeff brought this, he brought now I've looked this up. This is like a $75 bottle of whiskey. Uh, so one of the things about the, the nasty pirates is that, um, I mean, I won't say that money is no object. That's, that's not true. I mean, none of our, none of us are rich. None of us, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's not like we could just be throwing down hundreds of dollars and doing, you know, for nasty pirate night, but <clears throat> When it comes to the nasty pirates, it's like 
we all want to do something special for the other guys. We've all been friends, you know, as I've talked about, I talked about when I interviewed Andy on, you don't know flack that was around episode 200. Uh, I have known Andy, uh, since before kindergarten, uh, he lived on my street. We were friends before we went to kindergarten together. Scott Cowan was in my first grade class. Um, Jeff, uh, I met in seventh grade and we've been best friends ever since. So, um, you know, these are the guys that we've been through everything, uh, with, I was, uh, a best man at, uh, Jeff's wedding and Andy's wedding. Andy was a best man at my wedding or no, Jeff was a, a best man at my wedding. Andy, uh, was out of town and Scott was a best man at my wedding. I mean, we've just known each other and grown up together and, uh, remained friends, uh, all these years, you know, so it's not uncommon for, uh, you know, when we did Velocipaster, I bought, uh, dinosaur masks and, um, toys and stuff just to hand out. And Jeff has brought things before to, uh, to give out, you know, we watched a horror movie last month and Jeff made a punch that had these gummy eyeballs floating (laughs) and the eyeballs were full of like red juice. Um, so, you know, it's just, um, it's really kind of a testament to our friendship, uh, over the years, you know, of, um, uh, when people will spend the time to make a cake and decorate it or something for the nasty pirates or, or bring something, uh, you know, bring something to the table. Uh, and so <clears throat> anyway, this whiskey was, it was okay. Uh, I mean, it's a, um, Japanese, uh, Yamoto whiskey in general is kind of a earthy kind of whiskey. You know, it's got a little bit of that, um, I don't know, like a peat <clears throat> taste, you know, and then they add a little bit, something sweet, like a little bit of aftertaste, like a vanilla kind of taste or whatever. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good. You know, it's not my favorite whiskey in the world, but it, but it was good, you know? Um, but then I said to Jeff, if we finish this off, can I have that bottle? And he's like, yeah, of course, you know? And so, um, this will definitely go. Uh, either on this shelf or on the shelf back there. If I have some other ninja things, maybe I can build a, one of the shelves to be kind of ninja, uh, related stuff. I have a couple of ninja things, so m- maybe I can figure that out. But, um, but this is one of those things that I will, uh, literally I will have this until I die. Like this will go on a shelf and every time I look at it, I won't just think of ninjas and, uh, ninja movies and, and you know, things like that, which I love all those things, but I will think about the nasty pirates and I will think about my friends, um, and how everybody enjoys bringing stuff for other people and sharing things, uh, and how I am so lucky and so fortunate to have these guys in my life, uh, that have been there for so long and, uh, are still, uh, uh, still there, you know, if you hold it up like that, you can just see just that hint of uh kind of red where you can kind of just see through there just a little bit. So it is kind of that thick glass, but, uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, this will become, has become part of the collection. It's been sitting here on my desk for a couple of months, but, uh, uh, I need to finish my shelf project and I sound like a broken record a lot, but, um, uh, 
uh, I'm going to make a spot for this today and go over there and, and find a spot uh, for the um, Yamoto or Yamato Ninja Whiskey Bottle. So, uh, <clears throat> I have a uh, podcast that I have recorded. Uh, it is a episode of Like a Doss. Um, and so I'm trying to decide if it will be easier to go through and edit out every cough and every restart, or if it'll be easier to re-record it. So I don't know what the answer to that is, but, uh, I'm going to figure out what the answer to that is today and, um, get, uh, get the machine started back up. You, uh, uh, you can take, take a little time off to recuperate, but you can't, you can't rest on your laurels forever. So, uh, the machine will be uh, moving back into gear, and you can expect to see some uh, new content coming very soon. Thanks uh, for all the, the well wishes. I appreciate it, and uh, I will be uh, talking to you guys soon.